Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdMail. Today's episode, we're going to be chatting about setting up a solo K. If you just left your job and you have some consulting income, can you still make a contribution? Yeah, you can. We're going to go through the formula, whether you can do pre-tax, Roth, and how that works. The second question is going to be involving selling an interest in an LLC to a friend who's using a self-directed IRA. And what documents do you need to actually pay for that transaction? And generally going to need a membership purchase agreement, um, generally what you're going to need. But I'll go through all that uh, as well. Third and final question of today's uh, podcast uh, is going to be dealing with if you invest into an LLC, what does the manager of that LLC after you invest in actually need to do with the state to uh, affect that um, transaction? So should be a fun and um, impactful um, podcast. So without further ado, let's get going. First question is from Pierre H of Park Slope, uh, New York. And Pierre wants to know, I just left my job and moved out my 401k at work. I'm over the age of 50. I also have a consulting business where I will earn another 80K in 23. Can I still make additional 401k contributions? So the answer is yes, Pierre. So let's say you maxed out your 401k at work, just to keep it simple, 23 and you're over 50, that's 30K. And now you made 80K. And if you have a single member LLC, you'd be able to do a profit sharing contribution of 20% of 80 or 16K. Or if you had a S-Corp, you can do 25% of 80, okay? And then the difference could, if you like, could then be put into Roth through a mega backdoor Roth 401k. So the way that would work is, um, let's say you had an LLC, okay? And you put in 16, right? 20% of 80, because you maxed out the 30. So that's 30 plus 16, that's 46. And because you're over 50 years old, the max you can do is 73.5. The difference between 73.5 and the 46 can be put into a Roth through the mega backdoor Roth 401k. And then you can leave it in the 401k or move it to a Roth IRA. If you did a, if you had an S or C Corp, you can do 25% of 80 or 20K. And then 20 plus the 30 is 50. And then 50 minus 73.5 is 23.5 which you can do in Roth. You wouldn't get the tax deduction, but you might as well save in the Roth 401k since all the income and gains would flow back to the Roth uh, tax. So Pierre, you got a lot of options. Give us a call um, or shoot us an email or chat us or leave a comment question. And we have an amazing team of tax professionals that have incredible, vast amount of knowledge in this area and will customize a structure and solution for you. But you got options, Pierre. Second question is from YouTube. And this person wants to know, I have an LLC that I want to sell an interest to a friend who is who will be using a self-directed IRA set up with you guys. What documents do I need to do the deal? So generally what you're doing is you're 
you're going to be um, selling an interest to a friend that's a self-directed IRA investor. Your friend, I assume, is not a disqualified person, uh, not a related person, not a lineal descendant, not a 50% or more partner. Um, so how do you do it? So it's simple. You're generally going to want a membership purchase agreement. Um, it's kind of like a stock purchase agreement, but with an LLC, there's no stock. It's membership units or interests. So it could be a, I have a sample one. If you're a client, you can ask me. I'm happy to send you a couple pages. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just want to include who the buyer and seller is, the amount, whether there's any contingencies. Um, if it's super, uh, if you want to make it more complex and you're talking big numbers, uh, you probably want to get a, law, a lawyer or a law firm to draft it because you're going to want to have certain reps and identifications and more protections. Um, well, at least the buyer would want you as the seller probably not as interested. You'd want to keep those reps as light as possible, but the buyer would want it as uh, tight as possible because he wants to make sure that you're not selling him any uh, potential liabilities he's not aware of. Um, so really just a membership purchase agreement. That's all you kind of need. And then you're going to want a new operating agreement to show that uh, the IRA is now the owner. So you would amend the operating agreement. Let's say this is the second version. It'd be an amended and restated operating agreement. And you would now show you own whatever, 80% and your friend owns 20%. Um, and then you just have a membership purchase agreement that would show the purchase of those uh, membership units. Thank you. Uh, really good question. So thank you for that. I don't really spend a lot of time on, on the actual transaction, the papering of it, which I should, right? So it's actually pretty important. And, and actually this question on LinkedIn kind of goes to that same trend. So uh, here you go. I will be investing in an LLC that my friend owns. My IRA will own 25%. Do we need to file anything with the state where the LLC was formed? So another superb question. Um, generally, when you form an LLC, you file with the state a formation, let's say Florida, New York, wherever the state is, Texas, and you're going to file articles of formation. It's going to generally ask for the registered agent address, the business address, who the manager will be. Generally, it doesn't ask who the members are. Um, I don't think any states really ask who the members are. Um, they generally ask for the member or manager. Most people just write the manager because if you change the members, it, it's, it gets more confusing. So you're going to change the manager probably less frequently than changing the members. So essentially what would happen is if you sell your interest uh, to a friend uh, or you'll be in investing through an IRA, what will need to change is you're going to have to amend the operating agreement show that your IRA is going to own 25%. So there'll be an amended and restated, just like the previous question, to show there's a new owner. Um, you'll probably want a, a purchase agreement, a member unit or membership interest purchase agreement, showing that your IRA is actually what it's buying, the terms of the deal, the price, um, any, any uh, representations or indemnifications based off the transaction, um, what state law, arbitration, what what governs if there's a problem or a dispute. Um, and then ultimately, when you follow tax returns, since you'll have a partnership, so there's going to be more than two owners, the K-1, which is associated with the 1065 partnership agreement, is going to show um, each partner who they are. It's an IRA, an individual, a business, what their uh, capital account is, how much they invested, whether they took distributions or added more money and what their percentage interest will show. But ultimately you don't need to file anything with the state. If you add a member, you generally don't have to file anything with the state. Um, especially if the LLC is manager managed, you just 
provided the state with the manager's name, you don't need to um, supplement that. Uh, imagine how hard it would be if you were like Apple or Tesla and you have hundreds of millions of shareholders and you have to update this every minute. You, you obviously couldn't do it. So um, it's not necessary to update the member uh, members with the uh, state. Although if the LLC is member, um, it's, it's me member managed, not manager managed. Um, some states will ask you to to update that. So just you know, just be careful. I always suggest when you form an LLC, just make it manager manage. It's just much easier to um, <laughs> administer because um, if you add members, you don't have to do anything. But some states do ask you to add the member. Most don't. Um, the biggest requirements is you file the partnership return. The K-1 uh, federal and state will show who the members are. So the state or federal uh, government, the IRS could uh, identify that. You'd amend and, and restate your operating agreement to show the new member. And then you want to have a membership agreement, a slash purchase agreement to show the actual details of the transaction. Uh, so it's clear uh, and precise for uh, both parties. That's it. Um, not much to do on the state side, um, especially if it's manager manage. You don't have to change the EIN. You don't have to um, update the state uh, unless you're changing like the president, the manager, uh, things like that. Uh, but to add a new member, generally not. A uh, member of the K-1 and the operating agreement uh, is, is what's really relevant to show these changes. So thank you, Pierre. Thank you, uh, individuals from YouTube and LinkedIn. If you guys have questions, send them in. You could uh, email us at um, info at IRA Financial, or um, you can leave a comment, question on uh, YouTube or anywhere you listen to the podcast. You can also call us and just say, hey, this question's for Adam or, or maybe someone on my team. I'm sure someone on my team will be able to answer it. They're super, super smart. We spend hours a week training. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun um, kind of going deep into the code, reviewing um tax cases, IRS revenue rulings, and really making sure we're, we're up to date and super on top of uh, all the IRS rules regarding IRAs and 401k. So appreciate you guys listening. If you're watching on YouTube, much appreciated. Hope you guys have uh, an amazing day and you enjoy the podcast and definitely come back next week because it's going to be even uh, more fun. So thanks and have a great, great, great day.